Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading. And I'm also the author of the Tarot Coloring Book. This is episode 186 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Tarot for Truth-Seeking. And I have a very special guest. My special guest is Whitney Bowen Abrams. Welcome, Whitney. Hi, Teresa. I'm so glad you could join me today. I am beyond excited. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for suggesting this topic, too. So let's get started. Let's dig right in. First of all, what is truth? You know, this is a very difficult question to answer because it has to do with the absence of our perception as well as our perception. Mm-hmm. It's kind of paradoxical in nature. There is a, a principle to truth that I hold on to as kind of the lens through which I'm navigating the question, what is truth? And that is truth is not created. It is observed. We discover truth. It's almost like it sits in a room waiting for you to find it. It's not something that we develop. It is what it is. It already was. And long after we are gone, it will always be. And so I think about this in terms of the, what I call the pursuit of authenticity, which is really the discovery of the true self. We're going to get into talking about the fool's journey and kind of what I think about that as far as the, the path of the major arcana or the path that the major arcana really lays out for us. But I would say that truth is neutral. It is pure neutrality. It is what is because it is. It has no reasons, no justifications, no, you know, it's, it is what it is. And truth I hope is that was clear as mud. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And truth is something that's not outside of you. Truth is something that's within you. I really, truly believe that, that it's not this thing outside of you. It's not this abstract thing. It is really, you know, it's inward. It's the core. Um, So I think that it it is something that definitely is not outside of you. A lot of times I think people are searching for truth and they're looking outside. But truth is within you all the time. Which brings me to this next part of this is let's talk about what it means to be your authentic self, which is pretty much truth in a nutshell. What does that mean to you? So, you know, I contemplate this idea a lot. And when I'm working with my clients, that is ultimately the goal of what we're trying to get to. What is authentically you? And I'm going to come back to that principle of truth is not created. It is discovered. It is observed. When we are on the path of self-discovery, which is really what the spiritual journey is all about, in a nutshell, that's the whole thing. It is, it is discovering the self, which implies that there is a self that is existing to be discovered, not a perception of the self that we create or develop or is um, influenced by our experiences or our emotions or all of the other things that kind of start to come up as we go along in our life. It is who we were before. It is us that is experiencing. It is us that is feeling. It is us that is thinking. And I would say that the authentic self is less, hmm, you know, I, 
I struggle with my wording here, but I would say that the, the authentic self is less of an arrived place and more of a practice. It is the way in which we practice congruence with the self. Every choice that we make, that, be, that I'm either choosing an alignment with me or I am choosing in the should of me, which is not me at all. It is the should of me is the me that I am hoping I was or hoping I am or feeling I should be or whatever the expectation is. It is not the true self. The true self is neutral. It has kind of this centeredness about it. And it's, a, it's almost like you can feel it rather than identify it. There's not mm. language that we can bring to the authentic self. It is what it is. There's, there's nothing to explain it or justify it. I hope that makes sense. It does. And when you also mentioned the should, the authentic self isn't the should of what other people tell us we should be. That is right. I mean, that I think right. oftentimes this is where we get really, really in a lot of trouble. We start people pleasing, or we go along with things that maybe society thinks we should be doing or family thinks you've got to go along with this. This is the way it is. And oftentimes that's not really, it's not really applicable to us. Finding your true self means that you have to really oftentimes shut out all those, uh, the external stimuli so that you can really get to the core of who you are, not who everybody thinks you should be or who you think other people think you should be. That's not easy. There's the ticket. No, it's not. I mean, it's high stakes games. Yeah, really talking about putting ourselves out in front. You know, I've been doing a lot of work recently in the area of holograms, the mm-hmm. way that we create these projected selves, and we do it from the time that we're very young. Why? Because you know, you think about when you're when you're a child and your your mom says, "Fix your face." Right? We learn it so young to start morphing ourselves into whatever the expectations are. So we create holograms. And why do we create them? Because at the very root of human need is the desire to be accepted and to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so we start developing these projected selves, these holograms or costumes, as I call them, that we think are going to reciprocate acceptance and love. Even if the costume is, I don't need acceptance and love. It is in the attempt to dispel the strong desire for it. Mm-hmm. And so we start doing this when we're very young. And as we get older, we start, we, we have become our hologram for so long that we think that we are it. Until at some point in our lives, that dissonance becomes very, very loud and very, very sharp. And we start saying, what is wrong here? Something is wrong here. I don't, I don't feel right in my body. I don't feel right in my system. Why? Because there's something out of alignment. There's something that's not working. We have a tendency to, number one, we ultimately need our outside to match our inside. This is, this is what we go through life seeking, our outside to match our inside. And when that doesn't happen, we don't feel too good. But we also have a tendency to try to match our inside to the outside. And this becomes the hologram. Does that make sense? Well, that's why I said it can't be an outside thing. It's a very internal thing. That's right. Truth is not this weird, abstract thing that is outside of yourself. It's within yourself. And it is so easy to get thrown off center. I mean, we all do. Some people for a lifetime, some people go in and out of that status. 
And it's it's rough. You know, in Terror for Troubled Times, one of the things that, that Shaheen Miro and I were talking about is about shadow work. And the shadow is often, I like how you say holograms, by the way, but the shadow is also something that's often formed when we are told that some part of us is bad. Mm-hmm. And we're made to feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. And then that shame and blame cause us to put that part of ourselves, that expression that maybe isn't considered good by whoever's standards, into like a deep little closet. And it's not to be seen or dealt with. And we can heal and become our authentic selves when we acknowledge the shadow. So that's also part of the truth. 100%. And this is what I love about the journey of the major arcana and what it it teaches us. We start off on this path as the fool needing to discover himself, needing to understand how he works. And what comes from that is curiosity. It is an objective. There's no judgment as he sets out on his journey. It's kind of like he walks around this landscape. What's that cave over there? What's living in in that valley over beyond the mountains? There's kind of just this sense of exploration and adventure. And along his journey, he meets these characters who help him as well as enters these various rooms and corridors that require him to confront various aspects of his projected selves. And so it's this journey of elimination and then destruction and then integration, elimination, destruction, integration, as every new thing gets discovered and he has to confront, how true is this? What does this mean for me? There is a false self that starts to break down. And then we integrate that new truth in and continue on. And we, can, we, we do this and we do this and we do this until we finally culminate to the world. And at that particular place in our lives or in our time, we have reached some sense of balance and authenticity. And I'm using those as they are the same. Balance yes. and authenticity. Balance is the way that we know authenticity is present. I I love how the cards have this way of allowing us to experience the truth of ourselves objectively, helps us understand the mechanics of how we came to be in any given moment so that then we can get back to choice. We can get back to choosing what is in most alignment with ourselves by understanding what is going on inside. So I'd love you to explain that. How can you use tarot to help you to find your truth? I mean, obviously the major arcana is our journey to our true selves. But how might you, like, to somebody who's new to tarot, how might they use their tarot cards to help find the truth of who they are? What would you suggest? Oh, man, big question, Teresa. Um, (laughs) We got to have those big questions too. I know, right? (laughs) Um, Big question. So... I think the first thing that I would say with that is kind of reiterating the idea that the fool sets on his journey with curiosity in mind. What am I going to find here? And as we had talked about, truth is not created. And so there's a true self that is living inside that we can just simply, what is here? What's available here? If I am struggling with something and I want to pull some cards, let's say I'm new to tarot and and I'm kind of playing around and I want to know, um, 
Hmm. Give me an example, T. What is what is like a, a an issue that kind of a, a self-reflective issue? I'm not coming up with great examples at the moment. Here's a really good example. I think a lot of people, when they're in relationships, that's when they really lose sight of who they are. Yes, 100%. In love. I think love can oftentimes be very healing, but it can also get some people off track. So let's say I'm somebody and I'm like, I'm in a relationship and somehow I'm having trouble really being myself in that relationship. I'm trying too hard to maybe please the partner, become with the partner, what I think the partner wants me to be. That's right. How could Tara, what might be a spread or some practice that we can use to help us to get back on track? So I was actually listening to, you had a woman on, um, on your show who was using tarot for addiction. Uh Um, And that was a really. Sarah Chappelle. Yes. um, She is absolutely incredible. And and I would Uh love to talk with her sometime, but she talked about a spread for truth versus illusion Uh and being able to look and say, what is the truth here? And what is the illusion? And I actually think pulling the illusion card from the bottom as the shadow. Because that's really where we deal with our illusion is in our shadow self. So I'm in a relationship with someone and I really like them and I really want them to stay around. I mean, I love them, right? So this is a huge hologram moment. I mean, if ever I'm going to create a hologram to try to um, keep them with me, it's going to be now. But we also know that that doesn't necessarily work, right? Because who they end up being interacting with isn't actually you. So you're having a hard time um, being able to determine, am I showing up? Is this me? Or is this who I think I should be in order to please this person? I think truth, illusion, and advice is a beautiful spread. What is the truth of me? Who am I actually? And who is this person that I'm trying to be? And how can I bring them together? Or how can I have more bravery and courage and bringing myself to the forefront. Wow, I love that. And also courage is what it's all about, the courage to be yourself, the courage to stand in your truth, no matter what situation you're in or what relationship you're in. And that is a beautiful, simple spread that anyone can use to get to the heart of whatever situation's showing up where they're getting uprooted or having trouble connecting with their true self. That's right. That's right. I completely agree. I, I think it's very powerful... So I don't often use spreads if I'm going to be honest. I don't right often use spreads. I really like to shuffle for me, you know, I have a deck that I use only for myself that I don't use with clients. And I shuffle my deck nine times. And then I, you know, have my three piles. I put them back together. I pull from the bottom and I lay three cards out underneath. And this is how I get started with myself. And I just start putting the pieces together. What are the cards saying? And it's very hard for me to be objective with myself. I'll, I'll be honest. I, you know, I used to say I'm terrible at reading for myself because I want the cards to say that I'm fantastic and wonderful and, um, <laughs> and that I can't do anything wrong. Um, so I just start by, and even if in the beginning, all you have is a book, I use a book a lot. I use 78 degrees of wisdom almost for every reading I do for myself. It is potent with the Bible of Tarot. I tell you what, I, these re, I mean, her interpretations talk about authenticity, really gets down to the very base of who you are. And so I take those, those four cards that I have kind of in a, in a pyramid triangle structure. I think of the top card as the overarching influential energy of the time. And sometimes that energy is very harsh and very strong. And I know that I am being hard on myself. 
I know that I am expecting a lot from myself. Sometimes that that card above is very gentle and it's reminding me that I need to be very gentle with myself right now. It's all about um, being able to get back to some objectivity so that you can observe what is going on inside of you instead of trying to make yourself do or be or feel or think or have something. It is getting back to what is the reality of this moment. Mm-hmm. Who are you without your judgment? Because or without you, other people's judgment. Or other people's judgments, which is really just, if you care about other people's judgment, is really just you worried about your own judgment, right? It's, it's all about yourself at the end of the day. And so I take my little 78 degrees of wisdom and I go through each of the meaning of the cards. And I also have just started recently as um, Tara for Yourself. I'm big on workbooks, if you can't tell. I'm really big. Oh, my God, me too. I, I love them. Those are the classics. I mean, Mary Greer's Tarot for Yourself and Rachel Pollack's 78 Degrees of Wisdom. If you have those two books on a desert island and a good tarot deck, you're set. I mean, she will marry Greer's banana pants is what I'm, I'm learning, but I take her tarot for yourself and I go into the back of the book. She has questions to ask. And I really enjoy that as, as a way of introspection. I think it's doing work on your, with yourself. Workbooks are very helpful because it can be difficult to be objective with yourself because you're you, right? And so being able to, to use some of these tools is, is something I really enjoy. Um, when I'm feeling out of sorts, when I know that I'm having a hard time either giving myself some grace or I'm having a hard time trying to figure out is my hologram, is it, is it my projected self, my shoulds that are wanting to answer this question or make this decision? Or is it me? What does Whitney really want? Because um, it's so very easy to get caught up in the need for practicality and for what is prudent, um, which can be not confused, but in some ways is talked about wisdom, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about or what I'm talking about when I use the word prudent in this way. It's, it's that fear of getting it wrong. Yes. Which stifles my ability to choose an alignment with myself because myself, and this is a, a, a core principle, authenticity does not have justification. I can't neatly write it down on a piece of paper and say, well, these are all of the reasons why I want to do this thing. Therefore, I should do it. Authenticity says, this is what, this is it. You know what you want. You know how you feel. And then by the cards often give me permission that I'm looking for to follow my heart, my true heart. And, you know, intuition is very, very much like that. Intuition sees what it is without the facts. You don't need the facts. You just feel it. And that's the same way being your authentic self is. The truth is you feel it. You may not have all the facts lined up or the judgments lined up or the opinions lined up, but you know there's a knowing. So I have one more question for you. (laughs) In your opinion, which tarot card represents truth to you? Oh my goodness, the world, if you want to know the truth. I think, I, you know what? I can't separate the world from the fool. Okay. Like to me, they, the fool, you know, um, I don't know if it was Rachel Pollack who said, you know, the fool has no hopes and no fears. There's no ambition in, in the fool and there's no ambition in the world. These are kind of culminating energies of 
like truth in a nutshell, like it is what it is. We have, um, and see this, you know, it gets a little complicated, but because truth is complex, even in its simplicity, let's be honest, because we have so many falsehoods and so many other things that are constantly distorting and it can be very difficult to decipher. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the world, but even as we're talking, I'm like seeing these points of truth throughout the major arcana. I think justice, Uh about justice. When I see that woman, I think she does not care about the facts. She is only interested in the truth. She doesn't care how you feel about the truth. She is only interested in the truth. Give me what is honest. Give me integrity. Mm, That's tough. I can't choose one. I can't choose one, T. I could, I, you know, I thought about this question, and this is why I had to ask you, because I couldn't come up with just one. I'm like, well, the Ace of Swords. Yes, the Ace of Swords, the Blade of Truth. Yes. I mean, so I think that this is my thought. Because I couldn't really choose one, I thought, well, maybe all of the cards hold truth. Mm-hmm. All of them are, are guideposts to me of um, for kind of where we are right now in any given moment. And it gives us an opportunity to reflect, even when I see the cards and I say, that doesn't fit. What am I analyzing that against? Mm-hmm. What is it in me that feels like that doesn't fit? Mm-hmm. Access to truth. Mm. Or does that make sense? We have, you know, I can see this card and say, no, this feels completely accurate to me. What is that, that, what is the mechanism inside of me that is making that assessment? How do I know when truth is available and is present? I can feel the alignment in my system. I can feel it. And I just love any card you lay out and you're like, yes, no, yes, no. What am I doing? I am deciphering my own code of truth. Absolutely. I mean, every card has a nugget of it. And, you know, I've been reading cards for so long and you're still always finding these new ways of looking at them and you're finding new truths emerging from every card. So you can look at it forever and a day and there's still going to be something new that emerges. Just like with us, there's always a new truth, a new us that's emerging. That is right. That is right. Which, that is right. You know, I was actually, um, if I may, um, because this is all I do all day long. I just I sit here and just contemplate. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. The nature of the universe, you know. Um, and I really believe that my job, as much as, uh, as I understand it right now, is to help people understand where along the fool's journey they really are. Mm-hmm. And to kind of demystify the process that they're in, the spiritual journey and truth finding, it has mechanics to it. You can only hold but so much truth at one time. That is why throughout the fool's journey, there's this constant process of illumination. And then our our reality, as we know it, kind of starts to get dismantled. And then we have integration and then we continue on and we have something else that gets illuminated. And then we have, that has to be dismantled. And then we have that integration that kind of continues on because we can only really handle so much truth at one time. Truth is very heavy. Uh-huh. It's very heavy to hold. It can be difficult. Um, and I think about this in, in the tower. I think about this in death. I think about uh-huh. this um, even in the devil, which is the greatest confrontation of our illusions. 
um, I think about how it can be disorienting and jarring to learn that something that we thought was is no longer. Mm-hmm. Even of our own expectations of ourselves, especially in our expectations of ourselves, where we thought that we had the capacity for, or we thought that the hologram that we had been projecting all this time was us only to find out that it was just what we hoped we could be. Mm-hmm. And then we, we find out or we remember that we're just ourselves and that's all that there is, which is glorious, by the way. Um, that my job as a tarot reader working with um, people who are, who are on the spiritual path, whether they know it or not, is to help them integrate truth into their being and to, like the tower, dispel falsehoods mm-hmm. out of their out of their system and keep that cycle until it's kind of like almost like dialysis, a bit of like that renewal kind of cleaning out and bringing in and gaining the strength and capacity to hold all that, just whatever is that is, as opposed to what it is that we want it to be. Um, and it just jazzes me to no pieces. It's just, I am in love with this work. Um, and it has given, tarot has given back to me more than I ever thought I could get. And I, I'm, yes. I don't know, that, I'm sure that's how you feel. It's just oh my like, God, yes. It's just the most beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. It really, really is. I think one thing that people might want to do as a practice too, is to go through each card and ask the card, what is the truth of this card? Yes. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, I just thought about that right now. Maybe we need to ex- maybe we maybe need we need to explore this and on a future episode talk about what we discover. Oh, oh, oh I like that. I like that a lot. We yes. may have to revisit this. I think so. I think so. One hundred percent. I mean, because I, the brilliant Pamela Smith, who who just I'm going to use the word incarnated. I mean, I, I think really, um, you know brought these cards into life, being able to somehow in 78 images wrap up the human, the nature of the self, the nature of the human experience. Absolutely brilliant. So yes, I agree. Being able to take each card and determine what is the nature of each of these cards. That's beautiful. I love that a lot. See, we never stop learning. That's the thing with tarot. That's so amazing. We never stop learning. We never stop using it to question ourselves our place in the world. Um, and we never stop questioning the cards. We never stop. That's right. And we never stop. Well, cause we never stop questioning ourselves, right? Well, we shouldn't, if you want to grow, you have to keep doing that. So this has been a very enlightening conversation. I think we're <laughs> going to be having another one in the future, Whitney. Um, but if people want to work with you, yes. where can they find you? So I am on the interwebs at vita-lumen.com. They can also find me on Instagram at vita.lumen. Somebody stole my my uh, my domain name. I had to fight about it. I know, right? Boo. But, uh, <laughs> so, but they're um, not authentically you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you can find me on IG vita.lumen and on my website at um, vita-lumen.com. Beautiful. And for people who are listening, I had an amazing reading with Whitney. So I will advise you to get over to her world and work with her because I loved everything, all the insights that I got from that amazing reading with you. So thank you for that too. Thank you so much. 
All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, uh, lots of books, actually, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, so many good things for you to scope out, enjoy. And I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And don't forget, if you are enjoying the podcast, you can go over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>